Hello and welcome to this episode of The Unnoticed Entrepreneur with me, Jim James here in the UK. Today we're going to Singapore, sunny Singapore to meet Karen Tan, who is the founder and CEO of a company called The Projector, which is a community-based cinema in Singapore. Karen, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure because, you know, I was in Singapore, we went to see The Projector on Handy Road, and it's fabulous. And I wanted to, you know, get you on the show to talk about how you've built this community cinema in a in a city state that's not famous for having creative, you know, art house style projects. But you've managed to build this to a cinema that's got, you know, over 250 cinema um, viewings a year for films. You've got 35 to 40,000 people as your community. Karen, you started this business back in 2015. So tell us about the projector and the vision that you've had for building this cinema? Oh, big questions. Um, so the projector, not easily summarized in one, in, in, in one sentence. And I think we deliberately set out to make it that way. Um, so it's in, you know, it's Singapore's uh, only independent cinema. Um, and, uh, but, you know, our tagline is not your average cinema. So we, from the start, from the get-go, it was to, uh, you know, the the vision was to create a, sp- uh, a place that was beyond just um, a space for showing film, but also to broaden um, our sort of slate of content uh, to, um, you know, anything that was cultural and art- artistic and creative in terms of performance. So, you know, we play host to you know, comedy, comedy, comedy nights, um, uh, jazz performances, drag queen cabarets, uh, art exhibitions, talks, panel discussions on social issues. Um, you name it, we have it. Cat adoption drives, even. Um, so it's it's you know it's it's a cinema, it's a it's art, it's arts and cultural space. It's also you know a, just a platform for creative expression, um, and it's also now known as a you know, um, a cultural institution as well in its own right um, um, in the Singapore cultural landscape and also, um, you know, a home for, for, for our community of supporters and our fan base uh, who, who, who are regulars and actually are our best ambassadors at this point. Um, so Karen, and the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because it's such a unique business that you've built. And, you know, you and I are going to talk about how you've built that as uh, ways that fellow unnoticed entrepreneurs can learn about how you've really started something from the from the ground up and built it in such a strong community that also survived COVID. Let's not forget to say that, that many venues have, have, have gone out of business, but you've come through this really well. So we're going to talk about how you've managed to do that. So Karen, just tell us first of all about the funding for the project, because that in itself, I think, has a really interesting story that maybe gives a hint to the success and the durability of the brand. Yeah, so it has the seeds of, um, of, of I guess, how we approach the business and also how we view ourselves Um so at the start, so the projector, um, we, I started this with uh, my co- co-founders, um, Blaze Tricksmith, my business partner, and my sister, Sharon Tan. Um, and all three of us didn't, did not come from a cinema background um, and nor a film background, frankly. And so, you know, we were literally uh, starting from scratch with this idea. Uh, and I think... You know, amongst other things, um, which we, you know, had to try and figure out quite early on was, was funding. 
And of course, we had, you know, uh, some seed capital that we could plow into the business. But also, um, you know, we we decided quite early on that crowdfunding was going to be quite, quite you know, an important piece of uh, funding that we would engage with. Um, so we did a crowdfunding uh, raise uh, on Indiegogo. Um, I think it was maybe 50 to 70,000 US dollars. I can't quite remember now. Um, it wasn't, you know... It was material, but it wasn't, you know, the majority of the funds required. But, uh, and, you know, I suppose we could have funded that amount in other ways. But crowdfunding for us was really important um, in the context of Singapore because um, we looked at it also not just as a means to uh, raise money, but also to get people behind us, to get the word out. Um, it, it was essentially a good vehicle for word of mouth marketing um, and, you know, reducing the risk of uh, the startup because you're pre-selling tickets, you're pre-selling seats or you're pre-selling, you know, venue hire slots. And um, that was, we weren't quite sure how it would be received, but it it was tremendously well received. And we were really heartened by that. Um, and I think there's something to be said also about um, having people put their money where their mouth is you know, they think something's a great idea or they want to see something happen. And if they've been part of a crowdfunding drive for it, you know, it's the, it makes sense that they tell their friends and they get their friends to come once it's open. And it's something that they can be proud of because they literally help make it happen. Um, and this, yeah, and, and it was, um, so, so that emotional connection that we were able to then build early on with our, you know, customer base or we view them as also a community um that was really for us instrumental in in like literally getting started financially but also psychologically for us you know we had one of the first screenings and we didn't even have like a a, a means of like issuing tickets we didn't have even a means of um, procuring films in a formal way but you know we had friends who were film directors and they contributed their films and then we just put some uh we put some Facebook kind of posts out and we were wondering how many people would show up in the first week. And we thought, okay, if we get, if we get 80, that would be an achievement, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be great. Um, 350 people showed up and I, we still have photos from that day where people were sitting, you know, on the steps. There wasn't, there wasn't a, there wasn't an inch, you know, to spare people sitting on the stage, um, listening to the director's Q and A after the film. And, I think for us, that overwhelming response from the Singapore creative community was really something that we still remember to this day. Um, and, you know, I, I think that was that just really got us psychologically you know, over the line. Like, yes, we can do this and people want this and people are behind this. So, um, yeah. That was a long answer that. to a short question. No, no, no. It's, hey, it's, it's wonderful. It, and because it's, plainly a project that you put so much heart and soul into mm. and it shows so you've now got for example people can become a member yes. um so how did you transition that and and how do you sort of get people to sign up to be a member of the projector and what do you give them as if you like uh, sort of membership rewards and loyalties um, so we've got a membership. Um, we've got we've got membership uh, a membership scheme. Um, at the moment, it's quite it's quite simple. You you know you can be um, this a student club member, a senior club member. Um, you 
to basically get some free tickets and you get discounts on all the merchandise and food and beverage. Sometimes you get um, access to sort of um, screenings or special events. We, well, COVID put paid some of those plans, um, but, you know, we, it's our intention to kind of build out the content for membership um, over time. And that's something that we are looking to do going forward. Um, but yeah, so it's, that's the membership program. We do engage a lot with our uh, community on our socials, um, Facebook, um, Instagram, as uh, also now TikTok, um, and and also we've got a um, an, an, a weekly sort of newsletter that goes out by email and EDM that has a really high open rate of I think fifty um, percent um, and pretty high engagement rate on our across our socials as well. So. It is really about, you know, um, we are giving giving our company um, a voice. Uh, the project has a voice and we're not afraid to, to use it, um, you know, to make, uh, you know, in terms of making social statements or, or just being irreverent and witty and funny and corny and, you know. Yeah, um, and, and Karen, you know, I have to ask you, um, Singapore is, you know, well known for being – um, the center of, of many things, but creativity and relaxed thinking, not, not necessarily one of them. Do, how have you had to deal with any sort of government uh, sort of regulations and permits and, and sort of government relations, obviously not on a political basis, but this is key in, in running something like you're doing with the, the projector, isn't it? Yes. Um you know, being a, a cinema operator is a licensed business in Singapore, um, as with most other places. Uh, so, and being that we are in Singapore, it's quite highly regulated. Um, very little room for for navigation or gray area. Uh, the simple answer is comply. You know, that's kind of, and we. You know, lots, interestingly, interestingly, lots of um, people have the impression that, you know, we're quite renegade. We are, but, you know, that doesn't mean that we have to do it at the expense of um, endangering um, licenses, which to a business are fundamental to your ability to, to operate. So we, you know, we take that quite seriously. We, yeah. you know, do everything overboard. But we've also um, been able to engage, you know, the IMDA, which is Singapore's sort of censorship board, if you will, um, you know, we, we engage with them pretty often um, in terms of um, whether they should censor a particular film or a scene. You know, we, we do push back quite hard with them and um, they have been quite um, willing to engage. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, so part of the communication is is with the, uh, it's a sort of a stakeholder, isn't it? In, yes. uh, just by virtual terms, the the authorities there. Karen, you've also got, for example, venue hire, and I'm showing yes. that on the screen. And you've got quite a lot of of big companies that have been renting out your amazing looking venues. What's been the strategy? Because on the one hand, you talk about community. And being a little bit, you know, art house, for example, but you've got Google, Microsoft, Zendesk, Harley, Reebok, Uber as your clients for rental. How is how has that worked? How can you reconcile, you know, sort of being offbeat, trendy, and being corporate venue? 
We'll be back after a quick break. Would you like to double your salary without starting another business? The easy way to do this is to join the board of another company. You get well paid for a part-time role. You get all the credibility that comes with being a board member. Plus, you get to hang out with some very cool people and learn how other businesses are dealing with their problems. If you'd like to know more, if you'd like to learn how you get your first board seat within 60 days, just click on the link below as uh, Unnoticed is a gold sponsor of our summit. So you get free tickets. Enjoy. I'll see you there. Um, I suppose it's cool by proximity would be a summary of a fair summary of what's happening here. So yes, we're known to be you know edgy and and offbeat and arty and cool, um, and you know you'd be surprised at the, at the number of you know banks and and legal firms that you know are looking for a venue to have a town hall in that is not a standard hotel ballroom or an auditorium. Um, and of course, you know, creative companies, tech companies, you know, startups, th- those are a natural fit to our venue and our vibe. But uh, yeah, no, it's, I think people are, well, people like, like, you know, like something different and, you know, that's what we are. Um, our Golden Mile Tower flagship is uh essentially a 1970s vintage cinema you know we are the only cinema with we're the only vintage cinema in singapore actually because we we uh reupholstered and also um restored the actual seats from the 1970s um that's not found anywhere else and it's just we've created a the vibe of the projector is 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 deliberately anti-corporate and kind of um yeah, and 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 relaxed. It's quite a. We create a really relaxed, um, almost um, slightly uh, vintagey, um, edgy environment, um, which people sort of resonate with. Yeah, and I love that. So, Karen, it it seems like a sort of a masterclass in building a community and a venue that's in line with the mission. Have there been any things that? you and the team at the projector in Singapore have done that hasn't worked out quite as planned because, you know, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but it's always useful to learn from people what they've done that hasn't worked. I think if you're a startup, it's like, it's never an, an embarrassment anymore when things don't work out. It's just, <laughs> it's part of the, it's part of the everyday really. Um, so the, the, I think yeah, no, we've tried loads of things. And, and I think part of our, corp- our, I hate to use the word corporate culture, it just feels weird, but, you know, a, a strong part of our culture is actually empowering, like, all our members of, of the team to have autonomy and judgment and, and the ability to be creative and and sort of take ownership of whatever they're doing. Um, and so if they've got ideas that they'd like to try out, we're more than happy to kind of listen to them and, and, and let them ha- give it a go, even if, we don't actually know how how it's going to pan out exactly, or how you know um, how exactly it's going to be executed. I think um, so. There's a lot of um, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of uh, experimentation that goes on um, within our company, and part of our DNA uh, to be innovative um, and to sort of rock the boat. Um, and 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 I think so. And part and parcel of that is obviously failing. <laughs> 
you know, and so, um, how long is a piece of string? How long do you have? But well, I think one of the you know, one of the main yeah. things that we tried recently would would have been. Um, so we thought we thought we had thought that it would be relatively easy a transition to maybe also start kind of getting in some mainstream films and getting a bit of that pie to sort of further diversify what we um, further diversify our slate. And um, so we've tried to do that in the last uh, couple of years, and it's been it's it's proven quite quite challenging actually you know because on the surface we thought okay well we provide a, a you know a, a really cool nice you know uh physical environment and you know our food and beverage is kind of better than your average coke and nachos you know you get to have a lovely um chicken kariage with a lovely pizza and beer and you know it's a full sort of hospitality approach to the cinema experience and we thought okay well you know if you're showing the exact same film like avatar versus an commercial big boy um, who has none of those things um, surely the choice is obvious like people you know the customer come to us but um, but no actually I, I think it's uh, it's been quite um, challenging getting people to come to ours to watch um, you know the more mainstream blockbusters if you will that we're not known for and we think it's you know it's quite possibly due to the fact that we're actually victims of the strength of our brand. Um, you know, when people think about, uh, you know, an art house film, naturally they just hit us up on our website and they buy a ticket because they know that it's a natural fit. You know, of course I'll see it at the projector, but, you know, if they start thinking about things like um, Avengers or, you know, Top Gun, they straight away, I think the association is with, you know, the commercial big boy chains. Um, and so... And so, yeah, so that's one of the learnings that we've had. It's almost like, you know, do we, so right now we're at the, we're, we're at a crossroads, whether we, we're wondering whether we should just maybe not pursue those films anymore um, at the risk of maybe, you know, brand dilution and just keep building on, you know, what, what we're known for and what we're good at. Yeah. So sort of staying in the lane, if you like, and, yeah. and you've got, for example, um, a film festival coming up um this year for example you've got the european film festival yes. and you've also got some movies that are that really are our art house including for example some sort of testimonials to uh, to people that have passed away that are famous um directors and so on haven't you so you've got you know remembering uh ryuchi sakamoto for example yes. so so staying faithful to the core mission makes a lot of sense and mm. I can really see that now I just want to also ask you Karen in the venue that I've been to um that you're in today do you want to just also tell people how you help people to share when they're at the venue because you've built some lovely ways for your clientele to share the fact that they're at the projector do you want to just tell us about that about those little areas that you've created Yes. Um, so when whenever we go into a space, uh, we it is important for us to create spaces that are just sort of memorable and different, and um, I suppose, for lack of a better word, Instagrammable. You know, uh, and and so in the location that we're in, um, uh, a lot of the we we've we've covered the walls with with posters of 
And every single poster is a film that we have shown. It's not a random. It is. It has passed through our projectors and passed through our screens. So you know, there's a story to tell there. And you know, we found people sort of like pointing posters out to their friends and going, "Oh, well, you know, remember last year I came and we watched that, and so on, this, that, and the other." Um, you know, we also kind of um, worked with some of our designer friends and created like almost like mini sets um, inspired by certain films, and you know, in the lobby and. It, you know, it's just, it's part of the seating. It's, you know, it's not like a museum piece. You can do what you like with it, but, um, you know, creating a, just a unique sort of look and feel, I think encourages people to sort of interact with the physical space and also, you know, take photos and share, um, as is the thing with, with millennials and Gen Z these days. Um, so with, with, you know, giving them what they want. Um, and the other thing that we do with our physical spaces is that when we kind of, um, do a renovation, uh, we, we do engage our community in actually shape, physically shaping the space. So, you know, they help us build, you know, um, our signage or they've helped us paint our ceilings or string up lights or, um, put up posters and, and, and they also get to sign their names on the walls. And so it's, it's all part of sort of, you know, allowing people to contribute to you as well as uh, have a sense of ownership over what we're creating. And Karen Tan, the founder and CEO of The Projector, what I think is also amazing is that you're describing really also personalization at scale because you're showing over 250 uh, movies oh, yeah. a year mm-hmm. and you've got 30,000, 40,000 people on your mailing list and yet there's a real human touch to each interaction and having been to the Handy Road venue in Singapore recently, feels so comfortable and yet you've got commercially a you know, a proposition that plainly can scale because you've also got some other franchises, haven't you? I saw you've got, for example, a hairdresser in there um, and some other related franchises. Karen, if there's one piece of advice for my fellow unnoticed entrepreneurs from you in Singapore about getting noticed, what would you like to share? Don't do it. Run for the hills now <laughs> while you can. <laughs> <laughs> leave <laughs> all righty um, um, we're not going to edit that out because karen has been a you know has persevered but you you've built a business karen yeah you no. survived this okay. long in all seriousness in all, in all seriousness, seriousness karen yeah. i know each other very well and don't run for the hills stick with the business <laughs> otherwise where will people go to the cinema karen come on um, one one yeah. tip for us um, yeah, I, I think that would be, you know, you've got to, and for sustainable, for sustainability, I think you've got to, well, you, well, you don't have to, I mean, it's your choice, but I might, I would recommend, highly recommend sort of, um, building a community around your business. Um, and it's almost, it's almost about viewing your customers, not just as customers, but also, um, community members and supporters and and people you can engage with um and also people that you can kind of draw on for for help as well you know um a lot of our supporters come forth and you know they they're graphic designers sometimes they work with us you know they um and they were actually instrumental in in supporting us through covid you know um and um and so it, it is about trying to get uh, that community um, behind your business and getting them to feel 
and allowing them to contribute and therefore feel connected to the business and what you're, what you're building um, together almost. Um, so it does sound a bit like a community project, but it's not. It's a business, except that, you know, you build a community around your business. And these will be like your most loyal uh, fan base and ambassadors. And, you know, it comes through them feeling proud of what, you know, the business stands for and being proud of being associated with that. And, you know, they'll tell their friends, they'll tell their families, they'll tell their, you know, tourists that come to visit. It's that that's um, that gets you a lot more mileage than, you know, an advertisement. Karen Tan. Nothing. Um, uh, hopefully you're proud of what you've accomplished there in Singapore with the projector. Thank you so much for joining me and my fellow unnoticed entrepreneurs today on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's been my pleasure. An inspiring story on lots of levels there with Karen Tan. Of course, I'll put her details in the show notes, but you can just also go if you want to find the website. It's theprojector.sg. And of course, we will include that and Karen's contact details. So thank you so much for listening to this show and with me here in the UK, Jim and Karen there in Singapore on the other side of the world. And if you've enjoyed this, do please share it with a fellow unnoticed entrepreneur. And if you've got a moment, review the show on your player because it really helps that other people are sharing and liking the show. Thank you so much for listening. Until we meet again, I just encourage you to keep on communicating.